Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, this is Carol. And this is Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Episode two. We made it through another episode. I've got uh, out of the, I don't know, how many listens did we get to the first one? I haven't even looked. No. Probably enough. I know our parents, uh, probably (laughs) Leah, probably Jordan, and that's probably about it, so that's okay. That's all right. Uh, it's enough to continue to episode two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know for sure Rachel listened to it because she... Uh... Oh, yeah. She was very adamant about... Well, no, excuse me. Her husband was very adamant. And I expected that because I asked her... I asked Rachel her husband's age. And she said 38. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because to them, that album was super iconic. The This Is It or Is This It album is super iconic because it was like... As she was explaining, it was like after all the Limp Bizkit trash, this was like the first alternative album that really changed it around. And for a lot of kids, it's like a lot of kids, maybe about five years younger than us, uh, it was very similar to the American Idiot album that we hated, but they loved because it was like their new age punk rock. I didn't hate American Idiot. I hated it. I absolutely hated American Idiot. It wasn't Green Day. But anyways, that's another story for another day. Um, but no, I can agree why. And I also have this conversation with people about brand new. Like people love the first brand new album, but then our generation loves uh, Sync Transit Glory Fades because, you know, it is what it is. It's, yeah. I mean, that album is... It's more nostalgic for us. Oh, it's um, ridiculous. But, but musically, I am going to disagree, Rachel, with your husband. <laughs> I do think Room on Fire is way better musically than Is This It. But thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for your opinion. But I will respectfully still keep my opinion on the album. Um, going back to our first episode, too, we have a correction corner that we have to throw in. Yes, yes, we do. So Begrudgingly, we do. Yes. Um, Even though Netflix... It was Netflix's fault. It was. However, I feel like we need to say it. We misgendered Saf, and I apologize. Yeah. So, Saf is a male. We said she... We will now further, going forward, say he. So that is our correction corner of the day. Yes. So I hope uh, it will probably not happen, but Netflix should also uh, should have have made that not only more clear, but like just in general should Mm -hmm. have said something. But But yeah. Whatever. So today is going to be about us. So we're going to talk about ourselves. We're going to talk about ourselves. Um, I guess we start from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It all started April 5th, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> the day that you will forever be older than me. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> it's not a lie. Month. Where's the lie? Like Leo would say, where's the lie? Whatever. Or retweet. Those are, those are, those are her two favorite comebacks. For I look time. younger, so that's all that matters. You're right. I do look old as fuck. <laughs> And especially now with my hair, I haven't gotten a haircut in, God, weeks. And my beard is doing weird things. So, Turning gray. More gray. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, we became friends, what, in 2008? Uh, senior year. No, it was definitely senior year. It was like, it was like mid, it was like whenever people play outside. So, when was that in... We were, like, playing pickup football, so it was, like, probably sometime between March to May mm-hmm. of 2008. Yep. And then we met through a mutual friend. Yeah. So we became friends then, and then 
couple yeah. years later, we... Well, we stayed connected, obviously. Yeah, we were but... staying connected, but I don't think we were as close as we are now. Yeah, oh, absolutely Until not. probably... We probably didn't become as close until, like, college. Mm-hmm. Like, till graduate school. Yeah. Because then we ended up going to the same program. You graduated a year and a half, I think, before I did. Mm-hmm. Either two years or a year and a half before I did. Even though we entered at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I went the part-time route. I think Maggie went the full-time route. Yeah, I did, because I was working full-time and school full-time. Yeah. I, I also had to play catch-up. So I, I had to get a whole other undergrad degree at Canisius College. Uh, that's when I went full-time for a whole year. I had to take 21 credit hours, both fall and spring semester, and then another 15 my first graduate uh, semester because I still had some undergrad classes I had to take um, and then obviously you know the whole game of they don't offer some classes right. at certain times of the year blah 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 and then you need some classes to take the other classes and whatever so I ended up finishing with another undergrad and I think that's why I got so far behind because I wasn't taking I was taking like two or three classes per semester in grad school um, and then yeah that just got pushed back. But. Well, I think I was also accelerated because a lot of my undergrad was mm-hmm. more advanced than what a lot of people had coming in to the oh, program. Oh, like the good old Brockport? Talons up, baby. Uh, no, but I, the Brockport Exodus program was pretty It is what established. it's known for. Yeah. So um, I think that helped me graduate when I did. No, I mean, yeah. So. Either way, I mean, you... But I think that's when we became a lot closer. Yeah. And then we had a lot more... We realized we were doing a lot of the similar things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when you graduate, you'll speak on a little bit of this later, but uh, you went into working for um, the cardiac rehab group. Mm-hmm. And then I think at the time I was working at Best Fitness. Yep. Back in, this is now what, like 2013-ish? Yeah, yeah, right about 2013. that. And then, so now we're dating five, yeah, about five years exactly from when we both started around our jobs because I was still in school at my job when I was in taking on my taking on grad school and working full-time at Best Fitness and then you were doing the same at, yes. at uh, the Buffalo Car. I don't know the exact name so I'm going to butcher it you can say it yeah so it was BCPA which is Buffalo Cardiology and Pulmonary Associates um, and I actually started working there so I interned there for undergrad um, the summer after I graduated, technically. Um, and then they hired me on as their secretary. So I did that starting fall of 2012. Um, and then, yeah, I worked full-time while I was at grad school, but I had, throughout that point, advanced from being at the front desk to um, working as a full-blown exercise physiologist, um, which was cool, working in... Not only the cardiac rehab setting, but also it was a intensive behavior modification program. So we would have patients who were either post-event, um, post-cardiac event, or um, pre and at very moderate to high risk, um, whether it's diabetic, um, you know, any sort of cholesterol, hyperlipidemia, um, you know, high blood pressure, all of those things. So um, that was... 
That was cool. That was cool going right out of college to work in such an intense program. But yeah, I, then I also did school full time. And I worked at the Y while I did that too. Well, I forgot you worked at the Y. Yeah, I taught silver sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I loved. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what silver sneakers are, um, you can put on your thinking caps. Um, but gray hair, uh, AARP, and usually they're not silver, they're Velcro sneakers for the older <laughs> clients. But Listen, my class was active. Active, but still old. They were awesome. I keep no in touch with some people. of them. No offense to old people. Even some of my, you know, patients from Buffalo Cardiology, I still have lunch with a group of those ladies once a, once a month. Not now. They're at risk. I know. Not now. <laughs> because they are at risk. But... Once this is all over. But we're connected on all sorts of stuff. So That's great. But yeah, you were more in the commercial fitness area. Yeah, I, I paid my dues, as I, I like to say. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But I think we have a very similar experience with getting to where we are now. And uh, um, the steps that you want to take, or what we would probably say need to take to understand... Um, most of you know what we do on a daily basis. You yeah, know, I, I don't think it's uh, as easy as people think it is. Just opening up a gym uh, or opening up a barbell club or training center, whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever whatever niche market that you want to be in, you have to pay your dues, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in the how we got exactly to where we are. Yeah, are now, but yeah, I mean that's kind of and then current day. Uh, I think that was 2013, and then we became closer then because we knew we were in the same uh, same field, and then... And then you started coaching me. And then I started coaching you in 20... Well, before that, uh, you and Tom McCarthy both helped me out. This is preluding to how Maggie got to where she is now, but... Yes, spoiler alert. Um, they, they, Tom McCarthy and Maggie both reached out to me because I, I was in a rough spot. My... my um, uh, my life was was crumbling down. Uh, I wouldn't say it's very similar to where it is now, but I was in a way worse mindset um, back in July of 2015, uh, before the gym opened, and to September of 2015. So I signed my lease May of 2015. If you can do the math, that's five years to the day, almost, um, that I've had my lease signed. And... Um, I wasn't working. I quit my job because I thought, you know, uh, <laughs> anyone who, uh, <clears throat> okay, let me, re- let me interrupt. <laughs> anyone who has worked with contractors will appreciate the, whatever they say, double it. Uh, whether it's either financial or it's timeline, whatever it is, you can usually from their first initial conversation they have with you, you can usually double something. And mine was time. <laughs> so, uh, and, and financial for that matter. But they uh, they told me they were going to open up in July. So I was like, great. I'll live my life until July. I'll take a three-week vacation. I'll come back. Everything's going to be great. I'll open up and things are going to be just the way that I thought they were. And that never happened. But uh, Maggie and Tom were very, very... Um, I was very appreciative of them reaching out and uh, asking me if uh, I wanted to come on for um, 
a couple of months and teach some classes. And I respectfully declined. Uh, I don't know why I declined, but I did. I probably because I'm too stubborn um, and proud and, You're and a didn't want to apology <laughs> of what was just said. No, thank you. We, I am not an astrology fan at all. <laughs> um, no, not at all. Horoscopes are a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, but yes, yeah, so, so that we became even closer then. Uh, I started opening up my gym, and then I think then was about four months later, around December. Mm-hmm. It was um, December. December of 2015, I started coaching Maggie just for deadlifting. And then after her first deadlift only meet, which would have been March of the next year, um, then she did her first full meet. So yep, um, that happened. Uh, that was fun. That was cool. And then we've been close ever since. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are present day. And now we're both, uh, I wouldn't say unemployed, but we're definitely <laughs> both not working as much as we once were. Yeah. Well, I'm still working quite a bit. I am not as much <laughs> as I once was. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, um, so Tom McCarthy, who Carly mentioned, that was not at Buffalo Cardiology. That was, um, where I am present day. So Tom was a professor of ours in yep. grad school at Canisius. Um, he taught exercise testing and exercise prescription and with our program, it was a hybrid program. So... A lot of our classes were online, but then a lot of our classes were also in person, and Tom was one of those professors that we were able to interact with in person, um, which was probably my favorite part of the program, to be honest. Um, But I stayed in touch with Tom, and, you know, what ended up happening was I kind of hit the ceiling um, where I was. I mean, in cardiac rehab, you know, you can only go so high. Um... So, you know, I reached out to him on LinkedIn. I saw that he had this facility. And I said, hey, if you're ever looking for some help, let me know. Um, and he he's like, oh, yeah, if you want to come down and check it out. And I was like, okay, I'll come down tonight. So I uh, went to Hamburg and visited. And he offered me a management position. And I texted him, like, ten minutes later and was like, I'm in. <laughs> so... Yeah, my anniversary is actually April 10th, so that'll be wow, that's five, literally like five years ago. Eight days, seven days? Yeah. So, um, wow. so came on board as a manager, and at the time it was a boxing gym, and our target demographic was middle-aged women, which, if you know where we are now, it is we're not a boxing gym, and our demographic is not middle-aged women. Um, but with Tom still being a professor, I kind of helped take take on a lot and now we have four full branches and I mean we can do another episode you know all about those but um, we're in essence a sport performance facility Uh, we also do adult programming uh, but we primarily work with athletes of all ages Um, and Tom and I are now partners in the business which I'm forever grateful for and we also have two other partners Alexis and Kyle who Alexis called me during this, so I'll have to edit her out of it. I'm sorry, but um, I'll have them make an appearance at some point on the show. But yeah, um, so it's been it's been great. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you, we've shit. That means 
How many years for you? That makes 2011 or 12 did you start at the cardiac group? 2012. So you're coming up on eight years. Mm-hmm. Of, or did you work beforehand to that? Like at the Y? I've been working with the Y since I was 16 years old. When did you start like doing like more training type stuff there? Um, well, I taught lessons. Um, when I was a teenager, I taught swim lessons. Um, and then I started going into more of the strength instructor route while I was an undergrad. Okay. Um, so like 19, 20. So you're coming up on the same amount of years then. Yeah. We're 11, old, man. 11 years in the industry. Yeah. I think that was about how long I've been there. I can't remember. I always get fuzzy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because I think I was either 19 or 20 when I started independent contracting, quote right. unquote. Um, yeah. And then got linked up with the Aquatic and Fitness Center. I remember that. Uh, that was in 2010. 2010 to 2012. I did that for two years. And then moved on to Best Fitness in 2012, right after graduation in August, because that's when they just opened up their new facility. Well, Best Fitness, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, is, uh, was, excuse me, um, the catalyst, the current catalyst locations on Elmwood and uh, Eggert and Niagara Falls Boulevard. So that's, those two locations used to be Best Fitness, owned by Dave DeSantos, still owned by Dave DeSantos. They are just no longer in Buffalo and Erie, Pennsylvania, which are the locations I'll get to that I was in charge of, but they sold those locations because they weren't as high volume as they would like them to be, as uh, most of their other clubs were. Um, to put it in perspective, um, I'll break down slight numbers, but uh, our Elmwood location did... I think the second most in personal training dollar amount um, in those three locations, Erie, Pennsylvania, Tonawanda, New York, and Buffalo, New York. We were the Buffalo, New York location. We did about 57,000, 65,000 in training a month at that location alone. Um, and they're Chumpsford and Nashua, New Hampshire, Chumpsford, Massachusetts, and Nashua, New Hampshire locations literally did double what we did. And that was just personal training alone, let alone memberships. And we had, you know, in the location that Elmwood is in, um, you either have a very uh, wealthy clientele or the complete opposite, a mm-hmm. very non-wealthy clientele. Uh, and then everyone in between. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Um, so they, they sold those locations, but... Um, yeah, so I started at that company in 2012, right as soon as they opened the Buffalo, New York Elmwood location, and then stayed there until I opened up Mustache. Um, they were really good to me. Uh, I learned a lot about the industry. I learned a lot about training. I learned a lot about a lot of things, honestly. Um, I think that's a good way of saying that was a place I kind of like became an adult and, mm-hmm. and kind of... You know, took this more as a career than just a part-time gig. Um, and, you know, something you were doing in college. And, you know, I didn't know that this would be my field of choice until pretty much a year into working at, uh, at Best Fitness. And then, uh, you know, grad school and all of those things happened as well. Um, 
but yeah, no, I mean, it, it was, I am forever thankful. I mean, they, they taught me so much. They taught me a lot about the ins and outs, about how to keep retention, um, systems, uh, what works, what doesn't work, what uh, trial and error, you know, and then they had it down to a science. They had it down to systems, numbers, <laughs> what they like to call energy. Um, <laughs> that was their, that was their like mantra. And they run a fucking successful business out in New in uh, Boston area, New Hampshire area. They are killing it. Um, and they're in the Albany and Schenectady area, which they have beautiful, beautiful corporate gym locations. Um, they kind of really remind me of what Catalyst has done here in Buffalo with that new facility that they built on Maple. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of corporate gyms, but I can appreciate when someone's built something really nice for, for their members. And, uh, I definitely know Dave and, and the boys, Eric and Joey and Andy, they, they did a phenomenal job in what they did. And I, I can't thank them enough. Actually, when I quit my job, they first found, well, first they made sure I was outside of their non-compete clause. And then, then they called me and <laughs> Sounds about right. uh, they called me and they were, and they honestly thanked me for everything I did for, for the company, um, which was awesome. They didn't have to do that. The owners didn't have to do that. They were, they wished me nothing but luck. Um, I actually just saw one of my old uh, regionals um, the other day, uh, actually in January when I went out there for a meet, they had this New York State Expo thing. You remember remember that in January? The um, It was Jim Kipp's meet out in Albany. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had it at SUNY Siena. Is that a thing? Is it? I don't know if it's a SUNY school, but it was Siena College. Siena is not a SUNY school. Okay, so Siena College out in uh, Albany area. Um, they had an expo and they were there and I ran into Eric and we were just shooting the shit and it was like old times and it was amazing. It was amazing to see them, how far they've come, you know, what their, what their business plans are like, you know, how they're crushing it. And, uh, and they were very interested in what I had to say about like how I ran my business. So that was really cool, um, to really just see, not after seeing them for four or five years. Um, and they were still you know, uh, welcoming me with open arms, which was nice. It's always nice to keep those relationships yeah. with, you know, because you're right, you know, these positions helped us kind of grow into adulthood and prep us for where we are now. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, and again, like I mentioned it earlier, but paying your dues. Uh, yeah. Um, I see, and you probably see this too, too often people uh, doing their own thing without learning the, I don't want to say the business aspect of it, but like understanding that this isn't just, oh yeah, like I'm just going to train some people and, you know, hopefully maintain the people that I have and it'll just work by purely word of mouth. Yep. And, you know, they're, they've been doing it. They got some random certification or went to school and for like, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to work for a corporate gym or I don't want to work for a small private gym. I, I just want to do my own thing because I don't want to, you know, I know better than everyone else. And I hate that. I hate. I hate it because that's not where most of us started. Like that's not where any of us started. I mean, you you think about any business, really, even restaurants. Like no one just opens up their own shop without working in a restaurant beforehand. Right. There's a reason that they, you know, do it. I know. Uh, I know the Lloyd guys. Um, I think they were restaurant chefs somewhere before they opened up their their food truck. I know Mooney's, he worked at the Saturn Club, if I'm not mistaken, before he opened up, uh, Chris opened up his restaurant. 
Um, and those are just to name a few of, you know, pretty successful businesses out in Buffalo. Um, and those are in restaurants. I mean, Maggie and I have both paid our dues uh, 11 years before we opened up. You became affiliated with Tom about about a year before I opened up my gym. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing it now six years with with Tom and I've been... Five years. Five years. Yeah. So we started around the same time. We started around the same time. Then. Yeah. Okay. So about five years for both of us. Um, but we paid our dues for five years beforehand. Five, six years beforehand. And that was, you know, and that's not including the schooling Maggie had before that and all the networking connections that you can make before then as well. Right. And it's... It's really frustrating, honestly. Um, I think when, um, I, when I, I just did a panel recently at Duville College um, with Brian Geller and Matt Veronica um, and um, Brian Lopez. And when we were talking to the students, Brian made a really good point about, you know, when you're getting out of school and you're entering the field, learn on someone else's dime. Like, don't just jump into it and be like, I'm going to open this this place and this is my dream I'm gonna do it right now like take the time to iron out you know your process and iron out your philosophy and all those different things while working under someone else because the risk is far less you know you're networking so you're building a professional relationship with the people around you and you know you're able to just kind of grow as a person as a professional person like yeah you know so much when you're I tell my athletes this all the time because I coach at a college and you know, you do know so much, but you have no idea what you know until you get out into the workforce. You know and that's you. with any profession. And as you get older, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, what what we know now compared to what we knew even five years ago yeah. is completely different. Yep. And that's five years of us doing it on our own, not under someone else's dime, and we've learned so much, let alone all the previous five years. And the industry just changes. The industry isn't the same as it was five years ago or the industry isn't the same as it was 10 years ago right um and yeah learn learn on someone else's dime but like also you can appreciate from learning from successful businesses as much as you can learn from unsuccessful businesses yeah yeah absolutely unsuccessful doesn't mean financial always unsuccessful means how they work with people and how they've uh how they train how they communicate how they lead um, there's so many factors that you can learn from your, your bosses or your managers um, or your leaders that are in front of you. And, and take the time. And I was fortunate enough, and I know Maggie was too, to our, our managers and uh, bosses in front of us, you know, took the time and taught us as much as we can. And um, that's what, you know, we hope to do with, with our, my future uh, hopeful employees or interns and Maggie's current employees. Uh, Yep. And I've also had bosses that have taught me a lot about what not to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously won't name names, but I remember one in particular that, you know, once I started interacting with Tom, it was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, like, you don't realize it, but, you know, I look back on it and I don't regret working um, alongside this person because I learned quite a bit about how not to lead a staff and how yeah. not to you know, work with members and things oh, yeah. like that. I had, right before, right before I became the fitness, the official fitness director for Elmwood, um, I worked for an asshole. Like, he, he was, 
He was one of the most selfish people I will ever have worked for in my entire life. Um, and it, and it sh- opened up my eyes a lot and like how people don't respond to you. Yeah. And, you know, he'll always ask like, well, how come they came to you for this? I'm like, well, because you're a dick. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're just a dick. Like, If you're working in customer service, you got to be nice. <laughs> Right? Like, members will come up to me and ask me the tough questions. I'm like, I don't know the answer, but I'll figure it out my best I can. Right. Um, or uh, your trainers that you're in charge of. But tweets your own. But, yes, pay your dues. It's worth it, especially if you want um, any future uh, entrepreneur out there, not not just a gym owner, I guess. Yeah. Um, any entrepreneur. Pay your dues. Learn from learn from bad people. Learn from good people. But Be a take forever, your time. Be a forever learner. Yeah, even now, like now is is a great time to to take in some knowledge, um, and not just like taking in knowledge to take in knowledge is is great. Don't get me wrong, but if you have a direction on what you want to take the knowledge in, that's even better. Yeah, like learn and find your direction on like what you want in life, and then learn about it and do your research now. It's a perfect time. But if you just want to take in Chinese to take in Chinese sure that's I guess stimulating your mind and I guess that's information that you might use eventually in life but if you can put a little bit more direction behind it it's even better yeah agreed um who would you say if you had to name two people that have influenced you the most who would you say that's that's a tough one one I definitely know off the top of my head is I guess an inspiration to me um, he doesn't know it. I don't even know if he knows who I am. He, uh, let me read her thing. He definitely doesn't know who I am, but, uh, He doesn't know the mustache fitness. No, he doesn't. He's also <laughs> a lot more famous. So <laughs> he, he's on Netflix, so he's definitely a lot more famous than I. Um, but no, honestly, uh, David Chang, and this is only as of recently, honestly. Um, but I love his perspective on things. I love the way that he is very introspective, um, He's also very self-reflective, and he's very honest with himself. And I think those are things that I can take away as growing as a person and growing as a as in your own field, whatever that is. Um, he has definitely shed a light that you can see successful people doing successful things, not be a dick, but also really be self-reflective and understand why they're still growing and still moving as a company. Um, and as you know, in, in his field as a chef, um, you know, how he keeps pushing that envelope and, and it's phenomenal to me about his perspective on life and, uh, how we've used the world, um, and his craft and his field. So, uh, to me, that's definitely probably my number one currently is David Chang. I don't really have a lot of role models. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I never have. Uh, I've really found that I've made my own path and I want to be my own role model. Yeah, you're um, pretty self-motivated. I am. I'm very self-motivated. If I want to do a good job at something, I'm going to do a good job at it. Um, if I don't want to do a good job at it, probably chances are I'm not going to do it. Um, Again, you're a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I am shaking my head. Um, I, I hate... I hate astrology. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, I, I can't say it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
And honestly, uh, Chris Nemtars, um, for one specific instance, and I'll share the story, and then I'll shut up, I promise. Um, I was at the one of the OG Catalyst locations. This was right as soon as they changed over from Gold Gym. Yeah. I was at the Whirly location. He was still doing PT at the Whirly location. Um, this was a time where I didn't really have any fitness goals. I just really liked being in shape. Um, this was post running. Uh, this was pre post bodybuilding, post running, pre weightlifting, pre like just general strength training, getting massive type training. So this was a very weird time in, in my life. I just liked going to the gym and getting things in. This was probably about 2013. So I was like, also part of me was I, uh, when I was at Best Fitness, I told myself I wanted to learn from other gyms too. If you're a forever learner. So I bought a gym membership to every single gym in Buffalo at that point, every corporate gym, LA, Crunch, Worlds, because they weren't the same. Um, Catalyst. And I think there was one other one. Fitness 19. Fitness 19. And I think there might have been, I might have had a Jada membership, I'm not sure, but I don't think they had their, I don't even think they had their second location at that point when I, in 2013. No, I don't think so. So I don't think I quite had one there yet. But um, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what their sales pitches were. I wanted to learn how they went about their training. So I went to go learn on the weekends uh, at every single one of those locations. I would stop in uh, about twice a month at every location um, and just learn. Uh, And it was... I believe in 2013 and I met this guy by the name of Chris Nentars. I didn't know who he was at the time. Um, I read an article. This was, it must've been 20, when were the, yeah, it must've been right after the 2012 Olympics because there was an article that was wrote about Chris that was talking about him training the U S women's hockey team. Oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's fucking amazing. Come to find out, like, a year later, I met that guy. <laughs> and I know that guy, and I also, he has uh, one of his um, right-hand men, Matt Veronica, at my facility. Um, so everything comes full circle, but anyways, the, the instance was, I asked him if I could borrow one of his mini bands for my knees while I was jump roping, warming up, doing some squats, and he's like, only if I can bring me through a workout with the band. And I go, uh, sure. How much is it going to cost me? He's like, nothing. It'll take us 15 minutes and then you can have the band do whatever you want. So he brought me through a whole warm up circuit, a whole glute circuit, uh, lasts about 25 minutes. And then after he asked me a little bit about myself, I told him and I will never forget what he said to me. And I don't know if he remembers this. I don't even know if he's a listen to this, but he said to me, what are you going to school for? I said, oh, I'm going for strength conditioning um, uh, at the at Canisius, and, you know, I hopefully work for a collegiate university. I mean, that's the goal. That's, you know, what I've had my eyes on the prize since I've got into college, this direction that I want to go in, so on and so forth. He's like, why would we lose a great brain like you to the corporate world? And ever since then, I had a seed planted in my head of, well, why, why wouldn't I do this on my own? And it was always a back-of-the-head thought than it was a front-of-the-head thought. And uh, that was probably one of the seeds that was forever planted in my head of maybe I could do this on my own. And 
Now you flash forward seven years, and here we are today. So probably Chris and David Chang are my two, two influences. Well, I appreciate you making that brief. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I never said I would make it that brief. That was brief in the sense of 20 minutes brief. Um, Whatever, Marge. Dude. So my two would probably have to be first one, um, both from a strength conditioning perspective and a coaching perspective, is definitely my collegiate coach, Ed Jaskolski. Um, Didn't you just win an award? He got coach of the year. Yeah. He, uh, which is so well-deserved. Um, so for anyone who's familiar with the Brockport track and field program, there's been one constant through that whole program, and that's Ed. Um, it's seen its fair share of coaches come and go. It's seen facilities come and go. Um, it's, I mean, and of course it's seen thousands of athletes, but um, you can ask any one of those alum alumni, and they're going to say that Ed made an impact. And he just, he's one of those guys that he, I took this into my own coaching philosophy. He is all in invested on his athlete success. I mean, he will know each athlete as a person. He'll continue to stay in touch with every athlete as a person. And it's not just throwers. It's jumpers. It's distance runners. It's pole vaulters. It's sprinters. I mean, it's everything. They all, a lot of them will say their favorite coach was Ed. And he wasn't always their skill coach, but he was there as a mentor. He was there as um, a set of ears. He got us all in the weight room and, you know, taught us that strength is okay. Um, you know, he's had athletes go on to be world record holders. You know, you look at someone like Steph Powell and she's a machine and that's because of him. He has national champions and it's someone that I admire and aspire to be like in terms of coaching. You know, I see his success and how devoted he is to that success and it's, it kind of lights that fire when you're coaching your own athletes. Um, and all my athletes know him now as a person too. So he not only influences his own program, but everyone else around him. I mean, you look at the whole SUNY system and they would say the same thing. So definitely Ed. Um, and then Tom would be my second one. So Tom McCarthy has not only been, you know, a business partner, but he's also been a mentor and a teacher and He's, he's one of those people that he is obviously a teacher by trade, but he carries that into how he interacts with every single one of his staff. And so. there's there's not a day that goes by that I don't learn something more from him. Um, and he's just, I think, a lot of him. Um, a lot. So, awesome. yeah. So Tom is definitely going to be one of those people that... I will be forever grateful has entered my life. He has helped kind of bring out this person that I didn't know existed. You know, if you'd asked me when I was in undergrad that I would be running for facilities, I would laugh. Like, I never thought that that would be the case. And um, he, he taught me how to do that. And he showed me that it was possible. And he's doing the same thing for Alexis and for Kyle and for Jeff and um, for every single member of our staff, all the way down to the interns. So, um, I, I'm sure he knows that he makes an, an impact in that sense, but, um, it's important that he knows that. So, so yeah, Tom That's would be awesome. the second one. Do you want some tissues? No, <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> 
I got a little welly, and then I'm good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's funny. For those who don't know, I get emotional about the people I care about, so... <laughs> but I actually did pretty good. I thought I was going to cry, and I did not. Yeah, yeah, I was ready. I was ready to go get the sofa. <laughs> There's no tissues in the sofa right now. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, no, I think that's a, a good synopsis about us. If uh, you guys hear anything that you want us to dive more into about um, ourselves, uh, let us know. I mean, yeah. you want us to explain the grind of what it is on a daily basis in the small business we'll probably get to that eventually for sure at some point i mean that's that's without further ado i mean well that's i think something most people want to hear about the daily ins and outs and especially since our businesses are similar but also vastly different as same well. same but different yeah <laughs> same same but different. <laughs> whatever marge um but yeah no uh let us know what you think yeah leave us some ratings leave us some listens uh, apologize to the android users if we haven't uh allowed you guys to listen yet or yeah i'll get it on spotify spotify if you don't have a spotify account i don't know what other things you guys need on that i don't know if you need a google play account i don't i don't know what that means but let us know let us know your thoughts and uh yeah Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Until next time. Till next week. Peace.